This is Frontier Dialogues. 15 minutes long to keep up with people and projects that shape the world of development in the 21st century. Frontier Dialogues is a podcast hosted by UNDP Maldives that unpacks what building forward better looks like for the Maldives island nation. As the country grapples with the socio-economic repercussions of the COVID-19 and looks ahead to the looming climate crisis, we bring you voices from change agents doing development differently. People working in the public and private sectors, civil society, NGOs and international organizations with something in common. All aspiring towards a greener and more sustainable future. Welcome. And today we have a special guest, Mr. Ahmed Nasir, Maldives Polytechnic CEO. He holds a Bachelor in Hospitality and Tourism Management from the University College Birmingham in UK, as well as a Master in Business Administration from the Open University in Malaysia. With over 15 years of experience in the tourism sector in different roles as administrator and manager, in 2019, Mr. Ahmed becomes the Chief Executive Officer of the Maldives Polytechnic. The Maldives Polytechnic provides skilled level training programs mainly in construction, mechanical, electrical and electronics. Ahmed, thanks for attending this call and welcome to Frontier Dialogues. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's a great honor to be uh, on the podcast and uh, 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 let me congratulate you on this uh, as well as uh, before we begin, let me also uh, mention that uh, today is the uh, World Youth Skill Day. So uh, let me congratulate all the youths uh, and also celebrate today. Absolutely. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. And actually that's the context of this conversation, Ahmed, we have no idea what the job market will look like in 2050. Big disruptions are happening in the world of work. In this context, how do you define skills, skilling, and what is the role of Polytechnic in producing these skills for the future of work marketplace in the country? Uh, well, uh, this is a really good uh, good questions, and uh, we uh, uh, the people in this skilling area we have been pondering over this, and there have been a lot of research uh, or, or the recent uh, history done on what the job market is going to look like, and uh, and uh, the truth the the truth is that we actually don't know how the job market will look like uh, uh, in twenty fifty. Uh, uh, that's a very uh, a long way away, but, but I mean, if you focus on now, I don't know. Uh, we don't. We are not sure how the job markets look like in another five years or six years. Especially in the uh, in the case of Maldives here, we are a small nation. We are uh, we have a very few similar uh, economic activities primarily fishing and tourism and also constructions. We don't have many manufacturing activities in the country. So we can fairly predict how it's gonna be like next uh, in couple of years. I mean, uh, the major industries we can, but I think uh, also at the moment, uh, there are a lot of uh, policies, government policies to diversify the economy and also empower youths through uh, different skills and make them available in the global uh, labor market. So uh, 
coming to the, uh, directly your question, how is it going to look like? Um, actually, uh, we know for one uh, for sure we know one thing that is that it's not going to look like this uh, like today. It's going to be different, uh, and uh, a lot of that to do with the uh, disruptive uh, disruptive technologies uh, and also diversification of economics and mobility of labor force uh, uh, throughout the world. Um, so, um, and also I, I think um, at this moment we are lucky enough or, or that's not the right word to use in this context, like the luck, but we are in a pandemic. Uh, we, uh, and. Uh, this has forced us to look at things differently. And uh, I think over the uh, last two years, we have adapted to a large extent, adapted to work and to deal with these kind of situations, to work from home, to work from remote areas. And I think that's gonna be the trend in the, uh, in the near future. Uh, but uh, when it comes for skillings, I think especially with youths, with emerging youths, what, what we need to focus in, is create, uh, um, gives, uh, focus our skilling on adaptability, resilience, and also change, and uh, also dealing with crisis. These are these skills needs to be um, put forward to our agenda. I think I mean we can go from there if we are thinking about the future. But the current need is also uh, the reality. We cannot um, we cannot think too much about the future without actually looking at what uh, today. So we can I think uh, that's also an important area to think about. Regarding skills, when we talk about reimagining skills for the future, what kind of skills are we talking about? I mean, what skills are needed today? and will be needed in the future, Ahmed. Especially for the youth and youth uh, building a resilient youth for youth workforce. One thing that we need to focus on in uh, entrepreneurship skills, negotiation skills, change uh, uh, management skills, uh, and also uh, adaptation, adaptations, the, uh, and communication skills. And, uh, uh, and also we are, that, that, that's, that should be the core. And also ICT skills has to be incorporated I mean, uh, more than ever before. Uh, I think all, uh, regardless of the I mean, technical skills there for ICT needs to be I mean, a common, common skill as well. So the, the, this has, the, this will be the baseline. I, I, mean, uh, I think this will be uh, baseline skills that we need to, uh, definitely will be required but beyond that secondary level uh, then we will talk about we can talk about the uh, industry and uh, related skills and uh, job related skills and uh, to a large extent still we i mean we are human beings we need food we need clothing we are so the supply chain uh, will will be there even though they are the technology is uh, changing and there are disruptions uh, what uh, we look at is there will be a lot of, uh, 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 even though there will be a lot of new jobs in the March and uh, the, um, the current labor uh, market will be also forced to risk. Yeah. 
you have mentioned this technical and vocational training. So with the impact of the COVID on the Maldives economy, the need for economic diversification has become more urgent. So how can this technical and vocational training stakeholders collaborate to align skills development and economic trajectory of the country? A very good, a very good question. This is actually this is one area that uh, needs to be more fo more focus needs to be given to this area. Uh, uh, like you said, uh, uh, and I also mentioned earlier, our economy is a very small economy. Uh, so, ec so economy is not uh, I mean small per se, but economic activities are restricted. Uh, so. What we I mean, did was uh, uh, in the last two years, uh, what we did was we started establishing uh, our relationship with major stakeholders. Like we have very good I mean, partners with UNDP now. Uh, I mean, World Bank is a, a very good partner with us. And also we have started uh, developing a I mean, very strong relationship with the local communities. So, uh, and uh, also major uh, companies in the Maldives. Now through this, what we have done was we started uh, establishing uh, what we call community-based uh, programs. Usually at Maldives Polytechnic, we, we deliver programs in three different ways. One is uh, in-campus programs, and the other one is off-campus or online programs. And then third one is community-based programs. Community-based programs is where we send our lecturers and equipments and uh, I mean, uh, facilities uh, to our local communities, rural communities, and then run uh, skilled vocational skill programs in the community. So, uh, uh, and uh, how we have structured is we have in this I mean, mechanism, we partner with our, our an employer, local communities like uh, council and ourselves, and also our financing agencies. So local communities, when we partner with our local communities, mm -hmm. that, that helps us to reduce the cost of I mean, delivery. Uh, oftentimes, I mean, the local communities provides uh, free accommodation and food for our lecturer, the visiting lecturers. So that reduces a lot of cost. Uh, and then we have our partners with employers. So they take a lot of, I mean, uh, at the end of the programs, they take all the students uh, for internships and then provide them a job opportunities. So that uh, I think going forward, also uh, this is the um, this is the uh, model that we think will be successful for a country like Maldives. Uh, reason being that we are able to, at the end of the day, we are able to guarantee a job opportunity for the students who are undergo this training. And we have also recently, the government of Maldives started another program called uh, National Apprenticeship Programs. National Apprenticeship Programs, this is an uh, association with Maldives, uh, Ministry of Education and Ministry of Youth, uh, and, uh, and also um, uh, Maldives Skill Development Authority, ourselves, and Maldives Polytechnic, and, and all the major stakeholders. And they, and we partner with uh, like uh, like I said before we partner with the uh, uh, employers, and we ask employers to pay a, a kind of stipend for the students to come and work for them uh, during the apprenticeship programs and provide them the uh, uh, job skills. 
and then we help uh, the employers with necessary uh, facilitations. Some of, sometimes small employers don't have the uh, training facilities or training infrastructure or the academic capabilities. So uh, we identify these gaps and then provide to, uh, those facilities to the employers so that that program can be uh, holistically uh, recognized and uh, provides more quality education so, and trainings to the students. So uh, I think the, the, this is the way forward. Uh, the more we in, uh, involve, the more the better uh, involve the employers and the local communities, the better it is going to be. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, because uh, if right, um, I think this is not an only uh, problem for us in Maldives, and this uh, there is a problem in Southeast Asia and also to a large, um, small extent in Europe as well. There is a negative notion um, uh, attached to the uh, skill educations. It's not given, uh, not seen in equitable terms with the academic or university uh, qualifications. But we can only tackle this by uh, ensuring that all the vocational, uh, those students who complete vocational educations get uh, job opportunities. So right. I think uh, by, uh, by uh, engagement by uh, establishing stronger relationship with the employers then we will be we are able to provide that uh, impetus to the student and also i mean to the employer then there are two advantages employers are already guaranteed that those students who complete the programs are going to be fit for their jobs so which is a major complaint across the i mean uh, industries that uh, graduates don't necessarily have necessary skill set to uh, perform a particular job right so through through vocational education we are able to bridge that gap so mm. i think that's that this is an advantage for us uh, who are involved in the vocational education And finally, from your professional and personal experience as Polytechnic CEO, what does a resilient labor force to technological, financial, health, or other chocks look like? Well, this is a very interesting uh, question. Uh, as far as the uh, uh, we have been talking about how uh, building a resilient uh, workforce here in Maldives, and we have established one of the project, um, in the, uh, especially with because of the COVID. <laughs> we call it uh, Skills for Resilient Workforce, and it's also is funded by uh, World Bank, uh, partly by and partly by government of Maldives. And the idea is to, I mean, impart skills, especially uh, technical skills, hard, I mean, job-related skills, and then. Uh, uh, these, along with these skills, to teach the students, I mean, entrepreneurial skills, so that they can either find jobs that can pay them uh, equitably, and or else they can um, go for self-employment. So we have identified some areas, uh, I mean, where this can be, uh, this can work. So. I think uh, the graduates needs to be financially rewarded. I mean, the, uh, it needs to be financially rewarded at the same time, mm -hmm. and uh, necessary infrastructures like uh, minimum wage, uh, 
like uh, pension, equitable pension schemes, and uh, job security uh, uh, needs to be, uh, these are instruments This needs to be implemented along with the uh, providing of um, skill, uh, technical skills for them to be uh, uh, resilient. Uh, uh, and uh, also, uh, I think uh, right now, the other factor is uh, uh, technical development. And uh, because of the, um, again, uh, what this pandemic, what this new situation taught us was that we can do things differently. And then uh, to tackle it, we ran, uh, we developed, I mean, uh, training programs for the lecturers. And then uh, later on, we realized the students are not ready for online learning. They don't have necessary skills to learn on um, to, to learn through online virtual classes. So, uh, so I think I mean building that uh, infrastructure as well as the facilities and uh, equipping the younger generations with necessary uh, ICT knowledge is also very important so that they can then uh, adjust themselves and adapt any changes in the future as well. So uh, uh, I think these are the two, uh, two key factors that I will highlight, but, uh, but uh, in, in my personal view, I think if we, uh, we need to, add in addition to these two, we need to put a lot of emphasis on the soft skill part as well communication skill, negotiation skill, these are very important uh, in actually being resilient. Great. Well, again, Ahmed, thanks for attending this call. Thank okay. you. We counted on Ahmed Nasir, Maldives Polytechnic CEO, and thanks to all of you for tuning in. Let's meet up in the next Frontier Dive.